continuing our conversation about the gun debate in the state of Illinois. Last segment, we were reviewing some of the conversation from a recent task force about violence prevention, and it brought a variety of different advocacy groups together. You had the likes of GPAC and the Brady campaign uh, testifying in front of the task force saying that uh, more needs to be done to uh, ban certain types of semi-automatic weapons and attachments, and also uh, discussions about uh, doing more to regulate the sale or the transfer of firearms firearms, uh, to track those particular sales, to compile more data about firearms. And again, this is all in the context of what to do about gun violence in the state of Illinois. So you have the gun control proponents there, but you also had those from the Illinois State Rifle Association and elsewhere that were testifying about the need to focus on other things other than just law-abiding gun owners. And in particular, we were listening to uh, a few statements from Ed Sullivan from the Illinois State Rifle Association, and you'll also hear uh, Todd Vandermeid, a gun rights advocate. Then after that, we're going to join John Bach from Guns Save Life. He will be with us live here in just moments with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk, and you can always join us live and local. Just uh, find us online, WMAY News on Facebook, or you can find me, Bishop on Air, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Let's go ahead and hear a bit from Ed Sullivan, followed by Todd Vandermeide from last week's task force on reducing gun violence. So what would happen if the state of Illinois would um, pass a assault weapons ban uh, in the next year? One, it'll it'll be taken to court, I'm sure. But in the meantime, in the meantime who do you think is going to get arrested for having an assault weapon? There's 72 counties in the state of Illinois. There's two a sanctuary counties. They're not, gonna, they're not gonna arrest anybody. And so it's not someone that looks like me that's gonna be arrested for the, um, for the carrying or owning of assault weapons. And so those are some of the things as you guys move forward, you have to think about. The hard work is fixing the underlying problem, the root cause of violence. And, and that's really something that we're standing ready to help with. Um, but we started a few years back when um, in January, a few years back, the Black Caucus put forth four pillars uh, to start to end the systemic racism and economic disparities. You might not like all the four pillars, but those four pillars will do more to stem the flow of violence than any gun law that you guys will do. There are court case, there's just a court case uh, filed this week against the prohibition on people being able to carry a firearm uh, in mass transit with their concealed carry license. I can tell you that we have now spent a couple of months going over the deadly weapon statute, the Floyd statute, the dealer statute, and a whole host of these. And these are just the beginning of the lawsuits. There's more coming. And I think the question you should be asking yourself is when you have less than you have on the books today, in a short time from now, what are you going to do? So again, uh, just some comments there from uh, gun rights advocates in front of a task force responding to those who are calling for more gun control. The advocates for gun rights are saying there's a lot of gun control measures being shot down by the courts, no pun intended, and there's more on the way. Uh, to talk a bit about more what could be on the way, John Bach, he is the executive director of Guns Save Life. John, thanks for taking time with us with WMAY. How are you doing out there? 
Good morning, Greg. How are you? Good. So let's get right into this because uh, there's a lot of facets about gun laws that uh, somebody who's not a gun owner may not know about, but a lot of gun owners out there, they know very well uh, what the laws are and what some of the lawsuits there there may be. But give us an overview of the, the types of uh, litigation that's ongoing about Illinois' gun laws. Well, there's a lot of litigation coming, uh, especially after the Bruin decision came down from the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, we've got the and that uh, was the New York case, is that right? That was the New York case that set the new standard for court review of Second Amendment uh, cases and uh, stuff like the Foyd Act that's being challenged in court right now. Uh, the Bruin decision said that uh, evaluating. Second Amendment cases is text, history, history, and tradition. And I'll tell you, there were no states in the Union in 1791 that had anything looking, anything remotely like a Foyd Act. So the Foyd card is going to be ruled unconstitutional here in the next uh, few months. Uh, there's a whole lot of other laws like the ban on carry and mass transit. A lot of the other prohibited locations are going to go out the window. Uh, a lot of the rules about gun dealers, I suspect, are going to be uh, being ruled unconstitutional. And this uh, Bruin decision is going to be for gun rights, sort of like uh, Roe versus Wade was with the abortion uh, rights issue uh, that everyone's so uh, um, familiar with. Uh, I think uh, 50 years of the Bruin decision is going to reshape the landscape dramatically on all these gun laws that have been passed. And at this point, under Bruin, the Second Amendment means what it says, and it says what it means, shall not be infringed. And it's going to be a good time. But Chicago, for all those people that are worried about, oh, my gosh, what happens when we don't have a Floyd card? Well, Chicago has had gun control for four or five generations now. And look, they have the most homicides of any city in America. The violent crime is completely off the charts. We've got police officers making fewer arrests than they ever have before. It's just a zoo in Chicago. But, uh, you know, in other states that they claim that they're getting all these guns from, they don't have Chicago-style crime on their streets. So it's not the guns, it's the people. And until we address the people issue that's causing this uh, violent crime, the gang issue specifically, um, we're going to have more of the same. It's Nothing's going to change, and no, no amount of new gun laws is going to uh, change that or make it less. And under Bruin, they can talk about passing all the gun control they want, but it's all just going to get struck down as soon as it's uh, passed into law. Yeah, and I want to talk just briefly about uh, the, the, the Second Amendment interpretation and what uh, the new York case ultimately says. You had mentioned uh, text, history, and tradition, uh, and uh, that seems to now be the standard that the U.S. Supreme Court has laid out, uh, and that means that's that's the standard that should be used in evaluating all Second Amendment challenges. When it comes to the Foyd card uh, in Illinois, there's there's multiple lawsuits, right? Give us just an overview of, of where that stands right now. Well, we have a lawsuit in state court in Sangamon County Court uh, right now. We've filed for a motion for summary judgment in the case citing the Bruin decision. Uh, we've had the first round of arguments have been submitted to the judge. He's asking for the final briefs to be uh, submitted in November. Uh, the Illinois State Rifle Association has a case in federal court that's very similar to ours. 
Uh, also, there's the individual case of uh, Vivian Brown down in uh, White County, I believe it is, yeah. uh, where she's uh, challenging the constitutionality of the Floyd Act as well. So there's three cases swirling right now on the uh, validity of the Floyd card and its constitutionality. I know the Illinois State uh, Supreme Court has uh, twice kicked uh, the Vivian Brown case back down to circuit court level uh, when the circuit court uh, has each time ruled the Floyd Act unconstitutional. Um, but that was all before the Bruin decision came down. Uh, they were employing the, the two-part balancing test back then, but that uh, that uh, has been struck down by the Supreme Court. Now the only test uh, is text, history, and tradition, and the text means what it says. Uh, the history, uh, you look at what the kind of gun control they had in the 1790s, which was almost none, and the traditions of America, you know, you know, our founding country was not founded on rules uh, uh, about uh, where you could buy a gun or the serial numbers or ghost guns or any of this kind of silliness going on right now. So there's going to be, a, like I said, a lot of changes in the next uh, five or ten years over the kind of guns, uh, gun control laws that we're uh, forced to endure as law-abiding citizens. We're not the people that are causing the crime on the streets of Chicago and in the inner cities uh, across our, our state and our nation. Uh, it's the bad guys, the gang members. It's not gun violence. It's gang violence, Craig. We're talking with John Bach. He is the executive director of Guns Save Life here in Illinois, talking about Illinois gun laws and the legal challenges that there are uh, in the courts, both federal and state court. Uh, John, we, of course, uh, recently had the uh, Foyd Modernization Act, and uh, that was implemented along with the Gun Dealer Licensing Act. Uh, that was discussed a bit during this recent uh, task force last week. Uh, but uh, Talk a bit about the the Floyd Modernization Act, and in particular, you know, we we covered ad nauseum uh, even before the pandemic about the delays that there were and people getting their Floyd cards. Some people waiting months, if not even more than a year, to get their Floyd card renewed. What's the process if somebody gets their Floyd card denied? Do they have due process, a legitimate process to go through uh, to have their 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 case reviewed and possibly uh, you know heard and changed? Well, to their credit, the Illinois State Police have revamped their processing system for Floyds and concealed carry, and they're now within the statutory guidelines of uh, time of processing. As far as uh, those who are revoked, the state police is revoking without any due process, with zero due process, they're revoking these void cards left and right. They're sending revocation letters out uh, by the bushel basketful. And I'll give you an example of some of the people who are revoking. There was a Decatur police officer, a woman who was shot in the line of duty uh, earlier this summer or, uh, in the spring, uh, and her FOID card, while she was out on uh, disability for the gunshot wound, her FOID card was revoked because she sought treatment for an eating disorder when she was in college. Uh, and she's trying to get her FOID card back, and she can't get it back because Governor Prisker, under the FOID Modernization Act, has not uh, nominated a single individual to this FOID appeals board that's supposed to handle these sorts of appeals. So there's no avenue for people to get their uh, FOID cards restored. Uh, or reinstated uh, under the current uh, system. Yeah, there's a provision there for a Floyd Appeals Board, but you know Prisker has not nominated a soul to fill the, those board seats, so nothing's happening on those. So those people are completely in limbo, and the courts are reluctant to handle this until people have exhausted uh, uh, their appeals process within the Illinois State Police. So uh, Governor Prisker and his friends in the legislature that are uh, leading our state have done a fine job basically uh, taking 
giving people's void cards away without any due process at all, or in any other state of the union, they'd be perfectly legal to own and possess a gun. But here in Illinois, if you got treatment for an eating disorder when you're in college, you're liable to get your void card revoked. John Bach, I imagine this isn't going to be the last time we talk. Of course, we're going to be keeping a close eye on what happens after the election when lawmakers in the state of Illinois come back for fall veto session. What do you anticipate happening? I anticipate them passing more gun control as uh, virtue signaling, and I anticipate lawsuits that are going to strike it all down. And then I think the uh, the marijuana dispensaries are going to completely run out of product as all these people go completely hysterical that uh, these gun control laws have been struck down, and they need a little marijuana to cope with their uh, hysteria. That's what I anticipate coming down the line, sir. Well, John, we'll definitely be talking again soon. Appreciate your time this morning. Be safe out there, all right? All right. Thanks, Greg. You take care.